No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. We've reached that time of year after Thanksgiving, before Christmas, when... You don't want to really think about cooking food at home. Mm-hmm. You just cook for a bunch of people. The last thing you want to do is step back in the kitchen and turn on the oven and think about what you're going to make for dinner. You know what we're going to do? We're going to help you out with that conundrum, that ever-growing problem in America. What are we going to do? We're going to tell you to go to Fire on the Mountain, man. Ooh. Go what check out there? the best chicken wings. They are slinging the best chicken wings this side of Buffalo, all the way over here in Portland with three locations. One at Burnside, Fremont. one at Fremont, one at Interstate. What? Two in Denver, one at... Wash Park and Highlands. That's right. We said it. You heard it. Now go eat it. Fire on the mountain. Go put it in your face hole because it's delicious. You can get the best chicken wings, the best appetizers. Fremont location here in Portland has pizza and strombolis and French fries and tots and beer and deep oh fried my God. pickle spears, deep fried Oreos. I mean, and then it's the beginning of the month, so that means it's the new sauce. Uh-oh. This is in Denver, so the sauce of the month. They're stoked to welcome, stoked to welcome back one of their favorites, peanut curry. Oh man, is it, what kind of spice do we got going? So with that's like curry? A, okay, so a house made peanut sauce with curry spice, hints of honey, and a medium spice level. They're available at both Wash Park and Highlands location in Denver, and they it is um, a vegan except for the honey that they put in it. Okay, so they even have. You know, the vegan option. So you vegan vegetarian folks out there, they have not left you out. Don't be sad. And if you don't live in Portland or you don't live in Denver, I don't want you to be sad either. You can go to PortlandWings.com. You can order sauces, have them delivered right to your door, and then you can have the full fire on the mountain experience in your home where magical elves will dust chicken wings with sauces and then things will happen and you'll be amazed. I'm telling you, it's true. Go check out Fire on the Mountain. We've all got that, like, one or two people on our Christmas list that's, like, part of our crew, and you don't want to get them something dumb for Christmas or the same old thing you got them last year. Go check out shoptourbus.com. They have the online lots dopest. Grateful Dead inspired merch ever. Period. End of story. But I'm going to keep going anyway. Go check it out. 
all the designs that they have are Grateful Dead songs told in pictogram. And they, like, it doesn't say, like, um, I don't know, Mississippi Half Step or, uh, you know, Stella Blue. It's a, it's a word picture, a picture. Yeah, they brand. don't say anything. It's like you charades it on your shirt yeah. or hoodie. And they are hooking up the No Simple Road family with free shipping when you free put shipping. in the promo code No Simple Road. No Simple Road, all one word. Then you are going to get free shipping. And check it out. This is the gift that keeps on giving. I have had my Shop Tour Bus box sitting on my dresser for probably three years now. These are keepsake boxes. They're all overprinted with one of the dope-ass Shop Tour Bus designs, and they have all kinds of extras on the inside. And if you do end up getting this for somebody for Christmas, they may end up with a real live Grateful Dead bootleg on the inside of their gift. Some people are getting miracled with cassette tape bootlegs that have been traded around the Grateful Dead family for time immemorial. So go check out shoptourbus.com or at shoptourbus on Instagram. Make sure you put in the promo code no simple road, all one word, so you can get free shipping and make a heads day. Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspy, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Darwin is not having it, dude. 
He's, somebody just drove by the house. Right? Well, this time of year, he really gets grouchy because there's a lot of deliveries being done during the holidays. Yeah, he don't Every like Every car that. that goes up and down the street. Hey, now. No Simple Road family. It's Aaron. It's Mel. And it's Apple. And we're back with another episode of No Simple Road. This week's guest on the show is the one and only, the fabulously talented and beautiful and amazing, Raina, Raina Mullen. Ghost light. Yeah. That's right. Raina came and hung out with us. She did come and hang out with us. Like quite literally felt like she was here in the room hanging out with us. And this is another one of those that like, I didn't want it to end when we were, yeah, yeah, like the hour was gone. I took a look like 40 something minutes in. I was like, Jesus Christ, we already been talking for that long. Like it went by fast. It was very easy with Raina this time around, and it was so cool because she remembered our walk and talk at um, String Summit and being able to talk to her album, The Healing, um, with the band, and it's just beautiful. Yeah. It was a really great conversation. I'm really excited for you all to hear it. It's This conversation is a lot of fun, and if you haven't already done it, we talk a lot about the video that Ooh, they made yeah. for, is it The Healing? No. Yes. Yeah. For the healing. And uh, if you haven't done that, I would suggest that that is prior homework before listening to the interview. So if you have a moment, I would suggest pausing No Simple Road for a minute, going to YouTube, watching the video, and then coming back and digesting this conversation with Raina because yeah, she's really proud of it too. And yeah. It, it bears yeah. being seen. You'll want, yeah. You'll want to know what we're talking about. You should go watch that and. If you haven't listened to the album, then don't stop right now to listen to the album, but go watch the video. Yeah, at least the and video. And then come back and listen, and then go listen to the entire album. And I suggest, like anything, you do it with headphones on. See, man, we're working hard to make sure that No Simple Road is as interactive as possible when you tune in every week. Like, now you're getting, like, pre-instruction pre and... <laughs> At the beginning, we gave you dinner ideas and our ads and like Christmas gift ideas. And now we're giving you audio visual ideas. Well, we can give you something else to do, too, because they're getting ready to hit off the second leg of their tour. That's right. They're going to be hitting the road on the 8th. They're going to start off in Bellingham, Washington, then to Seattle, then here to Portland on 1210, which if you're up here in Portland, they will be playing Revolution Hall. Then they're bouncing down to Eugene at Wow Hall. Then on down to Sacramento, San Francisco, and Los Angeles. And they're going to wing on over to London and jam Jam with with the the Stones. Stones. Just kidding. No, they're not. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Old guy reference. (laughs) If you've never seen Fast Times at Ridgemont High, you don't know what the hell we were just talking about. Um, Yeah, that's the whole scoop. So remember that No Simple Road is your favorite podcast. No, I'm just kidding. Remember that we do two episodes a week now. So this is the Friday episode where we do an interview with somebody amazing. And then we have a Monday episode where we, what do we do? We hang out and talk. We talk. We, it's, you know, it's kind of bad. If you've been listening for a long time, you know that we did not always interview musicians. Mm -mm. That is not how no simple road initially started. It was always music centric. Yeah. But we talked a lot about our own stuff and our own processes and our ideas and just, our work and how we felt our childhood, all that kind of stuff in the beginning. And then we kind of went away from that as not a lot, but like 
we veered from it a little bit, got a little bit more musical and started doing different things and having authors and all kinds of different types of people. And now we realize that we really enjoy um, sharing our week and our our lives, our lives. Yeah. Yeah. Not everything, but you know, a lot of people, you know, that we listen to the show, we become really great friends with and we don't get to see them often. So it's kind of a nice way to, uh, like let everybody know what's going on with us without having to repeat it a thousand times. Well, well, no, not just that, but it's just it's a way, like you, like you said, it's our, from the very beginning, the first episode Aaron ever did. It's always been about our lives. Our lives are intertwined in all this. And this is a chance for us to tell you what we've been up to, what we have coming up. It's become kind of a therapy, therapy. session yeah. of sitting here, getting it. We get to know the three of us get to know each other better every time we do one that of these true, whether it's little trivial things that we didn't know like what you did what when you were a kid it's just it's super fun and super fun to share with you all so last week i learned that well i already knew this but i relearned that apple had his muffy binky when he was a little kid <laughs> well, i learned his... about muffy binky and muffy 2.0 is upstairs and no <laughs> yeah. none of you knew that mel had uh sarah her doll mm-hmm. that was her comfort She's item still here and and I had Orky the plastic lobster. <laughs> Orky the pokey plastic lobster. He was dope, man, and I wish I still had him. And I if would... you listened, Sydney had curly. That's right. So But yeah, so so we decided well, we didn't decide. We we were um somebody had recommended us to maybe do Sky two Dog. Ep- yeah, Sky Dog, right? Do two episodes and <gasps> you know, maybe the episodes won't be three hours long <laughs> maybe it's like an hour and a half they're an hour they're about an hour yeah but um but i think that that works great because now the um, artists can get their entire episode on their own and we can get our episode on our own and we can't ever stop because brie likes it that's right <laughs> so if brie likes it we will do we it forever do it. uh you know the whole reason i brought that up was to tell you a few weeks ago we did um the no simple road quiz show uh, the same listener, Sky Dog, had suggested doing a quiz show with us, and we did it. And we got immense feedback from all of you that you guys really dug it. And he has been working his ass off putting together a second quiz show, and we're recording it this weekend. So just stay tuned because there's another No Simple Road quiz show coming soon to a theater near you. You guys are going to dig it. It's going to be fun. We have some really fun shit planned for for this one. It's going to be ridiculously silly. Tune in to find out how much we don't know. Yeah. (laughs) And something that we never ask for, but if you've been listening to the show a long time and you have an idea for a guest on the show, reach out to us. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a musician. No. Anything. A a guest, period. It could be, you know, a a thinker. It could be an artist of of any sort. It could be a cool teacher that that's, i don't know that's a good call we haven't asked that we've in a never long asked time. that and some people have really great ideas that you guys know about um people that are under our radar or are below our radar i should say or not on it at or all. not on it at all yeah. so um yeah if you guys think that somebody would be a good fit for no simple road send us an email uh and another a great suggestion that has come to fruition is we're interviewing on the 11th, we're interviewing the five-time female world champion, disc golf champion, <laughs> 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 Paige Pierce. Yeah. That's, that's going to be something else, man. I'm 
fucking so excited yeah, for that. Yeah, we're looking That's forward to huge. Paige Pierce for sure. But I think all of you have heard enough of our faces, so we're going to do the business and get you to the interview with the amazing Raina here in a second. So let's do the business. Follow No Simple Road at No Simple Road on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Go to www.nosimpleroad.com. Buy that No Simple Road merch. Book that tarot reading with me and Mel. You get a one-hour tarot reading with the Grateful Dead tarot deck. Get a whole bunch of files and pictures. We just did one tonight, and, you know, they're powerful. Tears were shed. Tears were shed. Um, Advice was had. Light was shed. All kinds of things. And they all said yay <laughs> and amen. And and this was really cool because it was the person's Christmas gift. To themselves. Yeah. So look at that. You can Aww. get your own Christmas gift to yourself. And and hey, if uh you're you're down and you want to know what we're up to, our schedule of events is up there. There's nothing really going on right now because it's kind of that hunker down wintertime season. But that's where you find all the no simple road stuff out is no simple road.com. If you want to do something really dope for us. And you listen every week. We put out eight episodes a month now. Dang. Go to patreon.com forward slash no simple road. Sign up as a patron on Patreon. Become somebody that financially supports the show, man. You can do it for as little as a buck a month. Well, it's, like and dollar. Netflix, it's like your Netflix account, your well, Hulu account. It's one your, twelfth of your Netflix account. What we're saying is, is that if it's a regular part of your life and you're tuning in, make it a subscription for yourself. I that's mean, that's actually a great idea. It's true. Yeah. It's it's rad. And you'll feel good and we'll feel good. And and then we get to keep doing the show. Well, we'll keep doing the show regardless. Well, it'd be difficult yeah. if we didn't. Well, and money. it doesn't cost. I always think about how much I spend like every morning stopping, getting a coffee, getting some snacks or something like that. It is. It, I mean, it's a fraction of what I spend in a morning. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, if you want to do something for the show that doesn't cost anything, you can go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. We haven't gotten any. We got what? The last one was November 8th. Aaron did get one for his birthday month, but I did. we have not had one since then. So we need a December one, and you're the one that's sitting there right now. We with need your, some Decembers. With your, yeah, with your yes. cheeks hot going, are they talking to me right now? Yes, I am speaking directly to you through this podcast. That's a that's a way to give us a Christmas gift that doesn't cost anything. Oh, shit. We're, we're yeah. asking for... Those nice little reviews for, you know, Christmas gifts, and that's easy to do. And then beyond that, just tell somebody that doesn't know about No Simple Road about No Simple Road. and then Forward them your favorite episode. That's a, yeah. Merry early Christmas. Here's something to listen to when you're at boring work. You're listening to Raina's episode. Stop it right now. Forward it to your BFF because they like Raina too, and you'll be done. Yeah, or that... You know, those group of friends that you have that are all Ghostlight fans, send all of them this one so they're all stoked and can have heard this before they go see Ghostlight play. Um, Am I missing anything? 971-808-1524. That is the number two hour tepid line where you get to call in with all kinds of fun stuff. You can leave us a holiday recipe. You can leave us some fun fact about your pet. You can talk about your hopes and dreams. You can do whatever you want on the tepid line. The point is, is that it's interactive. You can take three minutes to share something fun from your life and we'll be stoked on it. And you can even leave show reviews like this. No simple road. Johnny B from Delaware. Um, I have a taboo trip reboot. So let's get down to business. Uh, there's a lot going on here. Let's do it, John. First of all, I'm supposed to see Billy Strings in DC on Saturday. 
Pasta East Coast Hunter. We switched it up to Caboose final show in Reading. Good call. He was going to see Billy on Friday, and we said, let's not do the Virginia Thursday show where I saw my first concert. Now, that was the night Billy sat in, you Oof. know, so was that a good decision? I think it was because I got to spend the night with my son, Aww. but we got to go to Saturday night. Saturday night, all I can say was it was a lot of fun. It was pretty cold. Um, Goose kind of opened my brain up uh, a little bit more from when they did at the Peach Festival. And I would say from like the drift field through the end of the hot tea with the horns was just smoking. And the one main thing I think I can say about Goose 100% is I dance to every single one of their songs. Agreed. All of their songs make me dance. And right there is my check mark of approval for Goose, regardless of anything else. And there's other stuff, but right there, they made me dance. That makes me happy. So that was good. Um, the whole show was fun. We had six seats. It was in a little old crappy hockey arena in Reading that Fish played back in the day with a six DWD in uh, 2013. Okay. Um, but the whole show was fire. The vibe was cool. Everyone was happy and having fun. Um, There's really no bad moments. When Tab came out, like Jen and Natalie had these thick dresses on. I know you like that, Mel. <laughs> They looked so on point for the final show of the tour. I was like, we picked the best night. And they brought the heat. Yeah, they they brought the fire. Like, the show was amazing. Um, the No Man's was great. The freaking Life Beyond a Dream was super emotional. Uh, there was one point when James Casey was getting a standing ovation, and you could feel the energy in that place was palpable. It was it was a healing night. It was like a Aww. gospel church That's night. Dope. The horns were amazing. I mean, I don't know. Everything... Everything was right because we were having a great old time. Um, I got a lot of merch. Apple, I bought the chocolate bar. I was like, dude, should I eat this or save this thing? And then someone put it on eBay, and now I'm like, this chocolate bar is worth money. Yeah. But then me and Amy, we ate it on Thanksgiving morning. That was way better than, uh, well, do well done. Than, uh, That's better you know, use of the chocolate saving bar. It. Chocolate and peanut butter is good. Frozen, Mr. Asher, chocolate bars are money. Um, that's what I got for right now. We had a freaking amazing time. The show was sick. Trey was smiling. So what else did you ask for for that? Uh, oh, yeah. Karini. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, there's more. Oh. <laughs> what the hell are you at, Joe? Oh, No Simple Road. I forgot one important thing. So this was a pretty, like, psychedelic, mystical, magical night. Um, during the middle of the show, and we'll have to get the real details from East Coast Hunter. But some Indian, Shakti, Shiva, Durga, healing, weird person flew through the arena and was laying healing hands in our area and oh, wow. people. And things were just really uh, crazily happening in the energetic world, which I just could not fail to mention because the energy in that place was palpable. and just the energy that was being transferred through different heads, through different mediums and weird psychedelic sources was on the next level. Um, and we kind of felt it for like a week later. So I did not want to forget that because we definitely had a spirit from the other world uh, come down and talk to us. So that was all. Love you guys. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving and happy anniversary. Bye. Johnny B. Love you, John. Killing it, brother. Oh I love you, God. man. That Thank was, you, you know, 
Johnny B, you never cease to amaze us with how supportive and like you hear the call, you answer the call. I was like, somebody was out there listening, saw Billy String, saw the whole thing. Let us know what happened. You let us know. Well, and, and thank you. Thank you. Thank you for because we freaking love the music. And so somebody coming there, we wouldn't have known about Durga Healing Hands if you didn't tell us. That's what I was just going to say. Any it, look, the show could have been mediocre. But if some Shiva Durga Shakti <laughs> person flies through an through arena, arena and lays healing hands on you, you were at the best show ever, well, period. And before you said the second part, you said that the show was very healing in itself. Yeah. So that right there, there's a lot of, maybe that, that also, crowd needed some healing that night and they brought it. Well, also that is the example of how to give a trip report. The enthusiasm that comes yes. out of John <laughs> when he calls the tepid line with, with anything, not just a trip report, man. We love you, brother. Johnny B rules. <laughs> so that is how you do a trip report on the tepid line at 971-808-1524. And with that, I think we have concluded the business section of this here podcast. That's I true. think so. I think so. Yeah. All right. That was Thank it. you everybody for faithfully listening. And we hope that you enjoy this oh, wonderful, fun. Wait, what? I have one more thing that I forgot that I wanted to say. I wanted to say thanks to everybody that wished Mel and I a happy 25th wedding Aww. anniversary. Oh, we got yeah. a lot of love from the No Simple we Road family. Did. And I just really appreciate it, you guys. And and also all the birthday wishes for me. You guys are fucking sweet. And you know what? Like at this part in my life, you guys shed so much light and love into my life. It's a fucking amazing. And it really is an honor that's to get a, to do this for all of you and we love you and I love you and I really appreciate it. That that's, was that's yeah. a dope milestone. Aaron yeah. just turned 51. You, you two have been married you've been married half your life. Yep. To this awesome girl sitting next to you. Yep. That's like half your that's, that's I've been married more than dope. half my life to this Whoa. Awesome to this guy. Man. Well, that's a, that's a that's an awesome thing 25 thing, years. I don't really share stuff that I write in my cards to Aaron, but one thing that I wrote cuz I really felt it about your love shining so bright that it makes others warm, you know? Uh -huh. And that's the truth. Like if we just barely tolerated each other, this wouldn't feel the same and it wouldn't be the same. No. Uh-uh. You know? If, no, I would never hang around you. No. <laughs> I, it's like, it's legit and there's nothing to prove or nothing to not prove. It just feels good to like be at this milestone with the feeling that I have in my heart and then to be able to share that just by talking, like, talking, <laughs> you know, just by showing our, you know, a few pictures and it just was really sweet. And that's why I posted um, my response to, you know, on, on no simple road. Cause I, my profile is private and I wanted everybody to be able to see, you know, the side of yeah, it's, my side. I Growing up with parents that were divorced and everybody's parents that yeah. I was friends with were divorced. I never had uh, an example of what happy married couples looked like and what that was. I didn't know if that was a thing. So I didn't have any frame of reference. And like, it's really fucking dope to be 25 years in and still feel butterflies when I look at you and like, love you, babe. Mm -hmm. so. these, these two are the cutest. You guys wear it well and you share it well. That's one reason I'm around. And, <laughs> and that we do this. A lot of times, couples are hard to be around. You're right. And, That's and true. To no. live 
you know, You're but right. you do. That I just thought it, you wear it well and you share it well. Thank and you. Thanks, I love you too, and I love being in your lives. And congratulations mm-hmm. on twenty five. <clears throat> 25 years you getting the clip over there. <laughs> all right yeah. no. now for real we appreciate it you if you're fast forwarding you can stop fast forwarding <laughs> we're getting to the interview now i promise so without further ado the no simple road crew gives you Raina mullen
<laughs> What's going on? Wide screen right now. All right. Nothing's going on. Uh, just Sunday living, you know, doing chores <laughs> and things. Where are you? I'm at my boyfriend's house. In Denver? In Philadelphia. Philly. Philly. Oh, Philly. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I love living here, actually. I mean, sad the Phillies just lost the freaking the World Series, but, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> That's okay. The Eagles are going to pull it out. <laughs> I think so, yeah. Wow. Well, welcome. Yeah, again. welcome back. This Thank is awesome. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And you have something so awesome to talk about. You have a new Our baby. New yeah. When I yeah, say baby, I, I mean album, yeah. everyone. Yeah, yes. oh, yeah. This is yeah, it's let's a child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that's child. not news that we're breaking on no, Noceable Road today. No. That's <laughs> definitely not that. Um Oh god. This album is fucking fantastic. Oh, thank you. I love it. I love it. I love what you guys did and you know, in reading about it, it uh and like what you guys have said about it yourselves. It seems like it was really emotional this whole thing was an emotional trip for you guys can you tell me a little bit about that yeah um i think over the history of the band we've had a lot of ups and downs like like uh changes in players and um and then sort of losing the ground below us uh when covid hit okay you know we we were on such a an ascent I feel like, and to have that sort of just that rug pulled out from under you, it, it was tough. Mm-hmm. Um, and then not having anything like everybody didn't have anything. Yeah. <laughs> so, but the way that these songs were sort of written in the first place was over a bit longer period of time than just the last couple of years. So um, I had a few tunes just laying around as did Tom and we sat with them for a while. I would bring them to him and we would go back and forth with ideas about what instrumentations could make them better. Mm -hmm. And, um, some of the, the topic of the songs, um, were, were really therapeutic for, for me to write and then for him and I to write together. Um, like our friendships changed a lot over the last few years and he's been a real uh, propeller for me in in music since we've like joined forces. Um, You you mean just like motivationally or like, because mm -hmm. he's okay. Yeah. Motivationally. And like, he's been so encouraging for me in my development as a player yeah. And the way that we play is very specific. It was not something that was a part of my repertoire before really joining forces with him. Um, like I was definitely more of an independent songwriter, singer, songwriter, kind of more acoustic stuff, but I love like rock and roll music and mm-hmm. I have like uh, my teenagehood is like pop punk okay. music. Yeah. So that's sort of where I came from. But um yeah, he really guided me and 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 taught like the rest of the band like how to really do what we do together. And I don't think it's possible with 
a lot of other groups. So I think it feels really special to me to be in this particular uh, band and to create what we do, especially when we play live, it's just a totally different thing. But this album, I feel like really represents a lot of the colors that we use live and in the studio. Like it's, it's sometimes it, hard to, to capture both of those things. Can be. Right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And how do you feel like you guys were able to do that? Like what was the, the magic or the ingredients that helped to be able to capture it? The first record is really different because we did a lot of over overdubs um, with just like extra in- instrumentation. Um, there's some flute and some horn stuff that we, you know, we don't have that. Um, right. And then some cool timpani stuff. We just use what we had in the studio to make something sort of experimental and like a real big cinematic piece of music in that first record. But with, you know, we, we hadn't played any shows before recording our first record. Yeah. So once we did, then we started playing shows. Wow. So to, to develop after that um, was, I think, a real, that the real difference between those two, those two albums. And um, with, with this one, there's, you know, some six minute songs where we like jam out at the end of say, take some time. There's like a three, like it's two, almost two songs, but that definitely represents what we do live. Right. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah. You know, I want to go back to something that that you said in the beginning of that was, you know, how we all kind of had the rug pulled out from under us. And uh, Mm -hmm. we, the last time we talked to you was in 2019, string summit. Yeah, no, I, so I was, when I texted you, I was like, oh, I, I had this phone number. I didn't have you saved. (laughs) And like, I was like, oh, funny, this is great. And then, uh, I saw the photos that you sent because we took photos together. that's right, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And it just made me be like, oh, yes, this will be great. Cool. (laughs) Right on. Um, Because I do vividly remember running into you. That was so fun. And, and, you know, that time. Thanks for doing that, by the way. You know, like that was. Exactly. You did not have to do that. And it was just such a you know the that, environment that, was, that atmosphere and it was like on the go it, we were it, like walking felt, yeah. and going to it get it felt some like we were at a fair and, together you know <laughs> grabbing food well it was just it was really fun and what a great way to meet you and to really just get a sense of who you were it yeah. was really good for us so thank you for doing that but that time oh no i mean i love when we whenever we play festivals you can find me out in the crowd like well oh, okay. maybe you can't because i sort of disappear but like <laughs> i love walking around and seeing what's up, I'll even go by my, I like walk around by myself, walk around campsites, like just to really um, be present in the yeah. festival environment. Cause it's such a special thing, like the joining of community that way. Um, and like, I'm a summer camp girl, so oh. I, not like the festival. I mean, like no, going no, to summer I get it. camp. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that is like deeply ingrained in me, like that sense Aww. of community. Um, so that's what I feel like I get at festivals. And I also love to like check out the vendors and like, maybe I'm going to buy a little something for myself. (laughs) And then just meeting fans. Like after we play, we'll usually get, uh, Oh, some people will say hi and stuff, but beforehand I'm sort of invisible, which is nice. (laughs) You know, that time that we were in 2019 was really special 
because mm-hmm. none of us knew what was about to happen. Yeah. Right. And we were all yeah. on this like journey of our lives and everything's happening and we're just going along doing our thing. And, you know, for us, it was kind of the same thing. Like we were, there was this momentum behind the show and everything was starting mm-hmm. to happen for us. And then COVID hit and it was this like, I don't even know how to put it into words that adequately explain how fucked up all of it was. Like it, it's like getting a door slammed into your face, right into your face. When you got invited, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. when you were invited to the fucking party, and yeah, it it made all of us really stop and like I'm talking about the three of us and like take stock Mm -hmm. of like, do we want to keep doing this? How do we keep doing it? This is a yeah. live music thing. There's no live music. What do we do? And, right. And it was scary because I, I realized for myself that a lot of my identity was wrapped up in music and, oh, so and, much. and who I am in that thing and like whatever. Was it hard for you like that in that same kind of a way? You bet your ass, man. <laughs> like it was so tough for me um to have it taken away because I felt like I was finally like getting really confident in what we were doing as a group and me as like a player um and then to have it all stop and nobody gets to do it it's like well what do all of us do like I mean I, I started teaching lessons um and I still teach lessons which is really fun like I'll do them over zoom with people all over the country have like a few consistent people. And I, I like teaching kids a lot. Like I said, the summer camp thing. So um, that sort of helped me get through that, like lost musical world. But for a while I was like, just like playing video games and watching the news and like hoping that I don't lose my mind and that yeah. like being scared to go outside and all that. It was just like sort of the most terrifying thing to happen to people in any sort of entertainment or like group thing, um, which is, I mean, pretty much everybody, but um, the work from home thing was just like, how do you do this? But also stopping like was a good thing for a lot of people. Like Tom had been going for a really long time and that I think he needed that um, to sort of reconnect and, and heal some stuff in himself. So like, the fact that we ended up naming the album the healing like is is a lot to do with like the the processes we went through over the last few years mm-hmm. like as individuals and as a group um because it made you reflect it made you sit down and look at yourself in the mirror mm-hmm. yeah you know? tell me about it it yeah. takes stock of everything <laughs> and, and to yeah. go through that shit that we all went through and then to have something tangible that like you got something out of it to show for to show yeah that's what i'm trying to say how does that feel yeah i mean i am immensely proud Mm. of the art that we created over that period of time because it was really hard um i think there was a lot of logistical stuff and planning that was difficult because holly lives across the country and at the time, our bass player, Dan, lived in Colorado. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, that felt easy to deal with pre-pandemic. Like, that was just like, oh, it's no big deal. Get on a plane. We'll have to wear it. But, like, 
then the added stress of you could get sick in a public place and then having people like around you in an airport is terrifying, like, or was terrifying. It's le- much less so now. Right. Um, but I think we're all really proud of the music we made because we put a lot of blood, sweat and tears into it. Like there was a lot of um, difficult processes, uh, like some of the lyric writing for a couple of the songs. It was just like me and Tom sitting at a table in the studio uh-huh. and um, for like two days, we were just like hammering out stuff that's garbage okay just sitting sort of in silence taking little breaks and trying to piece together what we wanted the song to say um and we finally got there you know thankfully but um there was a lot of stuff like that like when i was recording some of the vocals i was nervous of my uh sort of abilities to record well because um I hadn't performed in a while and recording is like, you have to perform, but it's this, you can't like give less. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to give it like even more. Um, and I learned that a long time ago. I just remember watching a bunch of videos of, of this one singer that I really love and her like doing stuff in the studio and she's like fully into it and like giving just like the punchiest performances. Um, but that gave me a lot of inspiration at least. And and Tom, like I said before, like him being super encouraging, like has been a longstanding thing uh, with me and my like music endeavors um, because he's been doing it for so long. He like sort of knows what the deal is. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is sort of the second real project that we've like recorded, at least like me singing on that, uh, that for that, being the front person of because I, I i worked with him on one of his american babies albums the epic battle of light and dark mm-hmm. and um like i do a lot of background vocals on that record so that was sort of my first dive into what it looks like to work with him um and then with the first ghost light record i don't really sing lead on too many parts um but a lot of harmonies and I think changing our sound to this direction, just like it, we needed time to do that. Like right. I needed time to grow and to figure that out. Um, I've always been a singer, but um, the whole like performance aspect of it, like really knowing how to do it takes time. Yeah. Like yeah. it just takes a lot of, uh, it takes those 10,000 hours. Is it That's... hard to, to find that? Cause okay. When you're in front of a crowd, you're getting the energy of the people that are in the room. And so that informs your performance and how you're projecting and what you're doing. Is it hard to find that space in a studio? Like you're in a vocal booth. So the studio, um, like the space that we recorded in is actually Tom's studio that he, he and his, uh, partner, um, Peter, he recorded with over many albums. Um, they started to build a studio together up in North Philly. And uh, I helped with like picking paint and colors and like just getting stuff on the walls and moving stuff that needed to be moved. So like I felt very much home in that space. Mm-hmm. And the way that we did the vocals for the album, we I wasn't necessarily closed in actually. Okay. Like 
it was it's very open it's super high ceilings um because like the sound it's like just sounds really good it's like natural reverb um all wood like be- big beautiful beams it used to be like an old knitting factory or something like like a mattress some i don't know okay i can't remember some some like big factory uh he just has a smaller space in it so but i um i can get really in my head about how i want to deliver lines when i record them because i'm like this is forever (laughs) (laughs) yes yes but yeah, yeah, it's scary that that thing is just going to exist the way that it is when you record it. And now I'm like, oh, I would do I, I, a lot of people say this, but like they listen back to things and they're like, I would do this differently, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm not saying that I would do something differently, but I think I perform the songs better now that we've like played them live, you oh, know, yeah. we didn't get really the chance to do that um, during the pandemic to like te- road test songs, you know, um, which most people do. Um, I think yeah but uh yeah the performance in the studio i tried to just not get in the nitty-gritty of like vocal work because i have that sort of mentality because like because i'm first a singer like i think about placement of like where words are going and like how far to shoot a, a note out and like just little detail <laughs> things like that um and tom's like yo chill just like get out of your perform, head <laughs> just, yeah just sing the like sing the meaning of the song and then it's gonna be good <laughs> i think i really you know, do feel like it comes across well oh, I've, that's invaluable to have a coach like that who's been in the mm-hmm. industry for such a long time we had an opportunity to talk to him again not too long ago mm-hmm. it was an excellent interview loved it and he he d- knows his stuff, you know, and he's yeah. so serious in uh, musically and to have yeah. somebody who can give you that type of invaluable, I mean, it's invaluable um, resource. What a, like a boon, what a gift that you get to have and kind of work through your stuff. Like you did it great on the album clearly, but now you're seeing that you could even do it better. You know, Mm -hmm. like that to me is like the epitome of a great working relationship. Yeah, I I'm really grateful to have the dynamic that he and I have and the vulnerability of songwriting, like the bullshit meter, you know, like he's going to tell me if something sucks. You need somebody in your life to do that. You You can't have people telling you that you're great. Oh, ever like all the time like that's not yeah. good no like it's just bad for your own development and getting better at what you do um and he has just helped me so much because he he knows what sounds good and I trust his ear I trust his producing I trust his like knowledge of music he has great music taste and he's shown me so many cool bands and gotten me into like different stuff that I didn't listen to when I was a teenager that he listened to when he was a teenager all of those things that are like sort of deeply rooted in in him have like sort of transferred over just by years of being around each other yeah um and it's definitely invaluable like I I I don't know how to emphasize it more that like I think the partnership that he and I have with with songwriting and performing is is rare and unless you start your band as teenagers, which like he had a band when he's a teenager, you know, brothers passed, mm-hmm. like, unless you start a band that young, you don't really, you always have that family community in your band. 
Like that takes a long time to develop if you start as adults. I was just watching an interview with the lead singer of the band, the 1975. And he was talking about how they started their band when when they were like 13. And I was like, I wonder how different my band experience would be if I had started something that young. And they've been a band for like 20 years. I think, well, something like that. He's he's like 33 now. So, and they're like, I would die for everybody in my band. Like they are my family, you know? Um, and for me, I feel that with Tom and not to slight anybody else in the band, but just having that sort of connection, it's just like, so special yeah tom seems to have that like when we talk to and that's one thing when you said the the bullshit meter he said it himself he's like i'm kind of a (laughs) self-proclaimed he's like i'm a self-proclaimed asshole a lot of people think i come off because he's just straight truthful (laughs) but he knows what he's talking about and i just Mm -hmm. remember like when we were talking to him we didn't want it to end we're like man we wish you were down the street so we could just come over and hang out he seems like that type of person yeah Yeah. Yeah. and i when we had holly on too holly was talking when like when like how much she got out of working with them we there's a lot of people we've heard from like in music business that i mean tom tom's regarded very highly but then he's also kind of self-deprecating. <laughs> when he, when he go, you know, he's got to, he, he's, he just seems like such a cool dude. Yeah. You got to check your ego at the door. Like he's <laughs> like, he's the biggest person of just like, why be someone that you're not like, don't put on this like facade of, of overly confident or something. And, and like, I feel like he is just a person who, who is himself all of the time. And in the business, in the music business, that's pr- definitely probably hard to find. Like, yeah. I, I feel like I, I don't have that many other musician friends because I feel like I haven't developed that too much um, just by like only playing with Ghostlight and um, sort of we, we don't ha- usually have a lot of opening bands either. Okay. So, right. so we sort yeah. of just tour by ourselves a lot. Yeah. So that's like my community. But um, when we play festivals or like Jam Cruise or something like that, I can try to make new friends but it's hard but you're Um, young and so okay not 13 but like you're doing that thing that you're talking about you know that guy was talking about in the night you're dedicating your time to your band that is literally helping you develop as a human and as a musician so the other stuff comes later you know the friends and music like it's like kind of like when you're in college you're focused you can't be like you know have a job here and like go visit this person there and like you can't be that socialite you have to focus your time and sounds like that's what you're doing like and developing these really beautiful albums and like the healing that's (laughs) If that's the gift that we got from COVID, thank God. Mm-hmm. We need <laughs> the huge. healing. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We need yeah. the healing after COVID. Everybody that's, does. Yeah. That was, we were so intentional with the naming of the record and the the title track. Like the, um, I mean, yeah, the single, the, the way it develops, like the four verses being like sort of short stories of like life and, and getting through the, the tough parts of life. And um. Can you talk like, to us about the video? That's after what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, whatever you were going yeah. to say, finish that. But, like, I the was... The way it came across in the video yeah. is just amazing. It made it and so much I, more, like, like heavy and, like, it, like interesting. And, like, I don't know. It was, it was a lot. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah. No, I, 
I haven't been able to talk about the video on a, like a podcast or anything, an cool. interview yet. Um, so that I, I would love to. Yes. So um, me and Tom sort of had similar like ideas actually when it came to developing the concept for the video. And um, Tom is a creator. He's an artist. So like he sees things when he listens to music, he also sees like the visuals that can go along with that. I feel like I'm, I'm in that realm also because uh, I was able to assist in like creating the look and finding the location. And um, my boyfriend, uh, Joe Lee, he edited the video and um, he's so talented. And my like very good friend, Christian Streavy colored and like, was the uh, director of cinematography for it, like to work with my friends and people who care about making really great art, mm -hmm. um, just made that video look and feel the way that we needed it to. We just didn't want to put something out that was a visual that wasn't going to be great. Um, and sometimes like we we made a music video for our first album for one of the songs and it was a very lofty idea and it didn't turn out the way that we wanted it to or like it just didn't feel good enough and we didn't we never put it out you're never no one's ever gonna see it <laughs> <Good enough. laughs> but with this one like we did figure out a concept that made sense was achievable and represented the ideas in the song um so like the it opens up on tom like hovering over tom like the the ghost of himself or like the dark side of himself yeah. because it's like always as a shadow covering like his existence and then him going through the hallways is just like passages of time um i mean it can be interpreted so many different ways but uh this house we found was just uh in the suburbs of philly in germantown they just, this couple just like rents out their house for people to like take photos in and stuff. And mm -hmm. I saw it online and I was like, this is the house. This is the house. <laughs> Cause it had like this old, the old fashioned feeling to it. And that's sort of what this album has to me. Um, okay. So uh, like um, I'd say like early 1900s, late 1800s sort of like, idea like we weren't able to get cost in that kind of costumes or anything not that kind of budget but um i feel like the setting made sense uh and then the scene where i'm a kid and holly's the piano teacher and i'm like terrified of her um that that sort of actually was hard for me to film because like i felt like i was a little kid again like yeah i was like hiding in my fort and i like could feel some of the same feelings i felt as a kid when i was scared Ooh. and i like didn't expect that to happen like yeah. and then also the when we're filming and like screaming at each other that was also hard to film too like so we filmed it at i think it was like one and a half times speed or something and um then slowed it down um I can't remember the details because I'm I'm not the video editor. Yeah, right. <laughs> but um the music was going no, the music was going slow and we were yelling at each other. So like when it gets sped up, it looks like we're screaming at each other faster, right? So we had to scream at each other for quite a while. Oh, <laughs> so, wow. And like do multiple takes and we're like, 
we had to really like get it yell and, <laughs> and um then like shaking her head that much was also a lot it's like oh my yeah, god i'm gonna get a migraine it's really stimulating to like have three other people also yelling at the same time um so it, it was just so much fun and then oh god taylor's acting at the end uh in as he's he's the priest and drowns me or yes. drowns me yeah. quote unquote <laughs> you know um also so fun so cool like well the look because to i'm sorry the the look of the video is beautiful like the the colors the richness the it's not grainy but it kind of has a little bit of a like effect to it and you're right and and even though you didn't have the the clothes or whatever but your look at the end with the you know the baptism or drowning or whatever it is like yeah it, it, it was strong it that's what it felt like it was it was meaningful and it was super strong and i just I, that's why i wanted to bring it up because i was like wow that the must scene have been so the, fun and crazy the scene with the screaming too that really comes through that's heavy when you're yeah. all around the yeah. table and, and then the, the, like all shaking it off almost it, it's intense yeah like very demonic and intense and then like yeah. what is the healing like is it is it the baptism is it the death like at the end is it like at the start of life or is it the end uh, like it i feel like we were really able to represent the song very well i'll t- i'll tell my boyfriend this Heck my yeah. but- tell him yeah, great job yeah, seriously yeah. It, it, he deserves to hear that too when it, yeah. when the video ended i was like i said i think i said it to apple i was like well, it's left to us to figure out if she comes She's up not or not. coming up. We don't know. Did she come up? Yeah. Was it a baptism? Did he drown her? Was he holding her down? Like, well, I mean, that was know. a long baptism. Yeah. <laughs> it's a kind of long. It was so funny to film that. We There's um, a park here in Philly called the Wissahickon. It's like the biggest park in a city because it goes like all the way up the city and there's a river that goes uh, down the whole thing and then co- comes into the Schuylkill River. Um, these, these words that are just like what's a hicken of um but i was like oh there's a perfect place in the park and my oh doggy um <laughs> my friend christian knew where we should go and film because he's he's like scouted locations before and um it's right by a walking path so like we were in the river it's a bit cold not too cold but just cold enough and we're like standing there and Taylor is like reciting uh, biblical things that he's just like saying off the top of his head and doing such a good job. And there's like people looking at us like, what the fuck are they doing? Oh, wow. <laughs> um, it was really funny because we were like, it's not what you think it is. guys. Yeah. It's not even real. <laughs> there's cameras, you know? Oh, um, wow. So it was, it was truly fun. And then we like dragged a door that Tom bought at home Depot out into the woods to get that shot of him, like walking through the, yeah. Oh, God, it's what? so fun. I love making art. Like well, I love it. You can I, see it on your face. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask. <laughs> so what makes you make videos now? Like not everybody makes videos anymore. That's a this thing that's, I don't want to say it's a dying art cause it's still current. People do it, but it's not, often and that age i miss it i miss seeing uh, yeah. an awesome mini movie with a dope song like it just it puts it in your head in a way that stays with you for forever like i yeah. can think about like you know certain songs and just there the video just is so vivid in my mind yeah. and it like 
it's a comfort, you know, it's like kind of like reading the liner notes and knowing the info, you know. And so like what made you guys want to do a video for this song and maybe even period? Dude, I could not agree with you more about like the importance and resonance that music videos can have when with music. Like I remember the first time that I was really inspired to be like, I could do that watching a music video like right in on. my living room and then they're still my favorite band paramore it's like oh, oh yeah i like vivid it was their first music video it was on fuse tv and i just remember it so vividly um but that's how i feel about music videos um it we discussed like hopefully doing two music videos for the album like when we finished sort of uh finalizing the artwork because i was like in order to get this music out, we have to create the content behind it. And I'm the social media manager for the band. Sometimes it's a lot to handle because I'm like, well, I've got other stuff going on in my life and I have to pay my rent. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, <laughs> I have really bills like, too. They're awful. So I like being able to brand the band. Um mm-hmm and have it look the way that I feel like it looks inside my head and, and in my heart. Um, and so like Tom, Tom is like the creator of how it sounds and like his, he also like obviously can't help come, come up with the ideas for the videos too, but I, I really pushed and I'm so grateful to my boyfriend and, and my friend for helping um, Joe and Christian. They just like, we're able to make those visions come to life and it would not be possible without a team who really cares about making good stuff. Like I, I don't know if I would have been able to entrust another person with the idea that we had specifically for the healing, um, like take some time. The music video could take some time. It's fairly simple, but we like really wanted it to make it look cool. So we like rented these big lights in the studio, like that's in Tom's studio. Right. So, um, that's sort of a simple, straightforward performance video, but that's like, that's the live aspect. And then the other video is the art aspect. And that's what yes. we really wanted to get across that we could do both. You know, we interrupt your regularly scheduled program to bring you this important message. Beep, 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 About? Beep, beep. Smoke weed, smoke a lot of weed, get yourself super stoned. It's the holidays. Don't trip out. Go to define premium cannabis and get yourself some weed. Apple, tell them all about it. Well, if you come visit us in the Portland area, come out to Hillsboro, where I work at, five days a week. But you can also come on the weekends. We also have a smaller location in Forest Grove. It's this big. It is. It's cute. And if you come in, we will take our time to help you peruse all of the cannabis products that we have and find what you like. Excuse me, sir. What you need for your body, what you need for your head. Excuse me. I just walked in and I want to peruse. Well, come right this way, sir, and peruse our fine wares. Fabulous. What are you going to give me? Well, what's wrong with you? I have this little ache in my back, and I'm having trouble sleeping. Well, I would probably recommend a CBN gummy and some lotions, maybe, or a nice salve or a balm, even. I listen to No Simple Road. Do I get a discount? You absolutely do. You get 10% off your entire purchase. I do? Yeah, but wait, you get a free t-shirt also. What if I wear that t-shirt when I come in next time? Then we're going to give you 15% off, and we're probably going to give you other cool things. Wow, this place is great. Oh, come back, (laughs) y'all. Define premium cannabis. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. 
Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil Story Made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. The video, one of the things that I kept thinking as I was watching you guys do it was I wish that this was longer. Like, I I, I wanted it to be a movie. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Part Absolutely. two. Yeah, part two. Yeah. I don't know what, what the song would be for, for the part two of that. Well, uh, I could think about that for a minute. The healed. <laughs> We're healed. Um, but the little, the the bit that makes me giggle at the end is, is uh, Joe, he like, the horror movie film, like the horror film thing where they make the font really small. In the yes. Middle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and there's I like the title. Yeah. I love that. I think it's so fun. I'm like, oh. yeah, it could be definitely a horror film. I've always wanted to like act in a horror film. Cause I feel like I could do a really scary, like I could be a really scary looking person if I need to be, <laughs> but awesome. so, um, yeah. Yeah. It's just so fun to make art like that. And, um, to have great music behind that is is even more fun yeah I, I just love creating and i wish we could do it more and um yeah but i just wish we could make more more videos like for the first album we actually wanted to make like a video for each we had this whole idea i wrote up a whole thing like a whole um what I, I, the word's not going to come to me a whole treatment for like each song of the first album and like how I saw it as like one whole film, you know, how Beyonce did lemonade, like um, she just to make a whole film out of the entire piece. Wow. And well, I mean, we just, at that time we didn't have the budget or the time to do so. Yeah. Or, and yeah. Uh, and I wasn't dating a really cool film guy. One of my favorite, like we're talking about videos. I, I'll really date myself here because I, I remember when MTV launched, I think it was like 81, 82. And the very first music video is that the bugles, the video killed the radio star. And then uh, now I go like the other night, I just went put on like MTV and stuff. It's not even videos anymore. No. You have to go to these other channels. It's like Epic awesome videos is one of them. <laughs> And, it's a and really nine, creative name. You really have to, I mean, it, it's mostly like rap and, and pop videos. It's mm-hmm. like, the you know, the big artists that are really touring the arenas and stuff is who's making videos. And I miss that. One of my yeah. favorite things ever, Sonic Youth is one of my favorite bands. And when they did Goo. Oh, yeah. The, the album Goo came out and they did what you were talking about. They did like a treatment and they did every single song and they made they put out that video. To this day, it's still one of my favorite things. And they didn't it's have the so budget cool. really. They, they just kind of, you know, a lot of it was low budget and cheesy, but it's amazing. <laughs> and then I, they, I, I wish a lot more bands would do do yeah. that. What and a cool job. That's nostalgic. What a fun fucking job you have right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And it also, Dude, I, se- <laughs> it also seems like you need to be in the movies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how well I w- would memorize lines. Mm. I don't know if I could do that very well. Um, but I'd be willing to give it a go. Taylor just moved to LA and he's like definitely into acting. And like, I think his his angry performance in, in that video and the priest, like, I think he's he's really good at putting on like, channeling whatever that is um but it is a shame that music videos of all sorts 
don't have one place to live other than YouTube and that's on the user experience. So that you have Mm -hmm. to search that out or you'll just end up watching cooking tutorials all day. Like (laughs) I'll I'll tell you something T you, you after watching that video, you're all good actors. Yeah. Like seeing Holly being angry. That's not a face. You usually say you see her intense face when she's in that zone playing, but seeing it, it was kind of like, Oh, like you said, it was kind of scary for you acting like the child was kind of like, Holly doesn't act like that. Like, (laughs) Oh, no, very, very good. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. I just had so much fun doing that. And I'm glad that we were able to make it happen because there was like, you know, it's always like scheduling stuff and that can be really tough. And, uh, we did work at like quite a quick pace. Uh, I think we came, we did a festival and I had three days to source the costumes, like the Holly's Holly's like vintage dress when she's a piano teacher and like the smocks, the like things we wear at the end, mm-hmm. like source on all that stuff. And then like props, like I was all, I was on all of that. I was on set. That's hard to do. Yeah. That's because our, had, yeah. Like you have to go to stores you ha- and then you have to look for them. Like the, the mm-hmm. time that it takes to like make a space beautiful or costume people underestimate that people Mm -hmm. really underestimate how much of an eye you have to have how patient you have to be and how like you have to be a hound you just got it like i'm doing this i'm finding it yeah and i found it to be i i i'm not like a shopper per se like i don't like going shopping but like i love going to vintage stores and that's where i sourced uh like pretty much everything that we needed and and thankfully Philly has some great thrift stores. Um, and um, like the toys that are in the fort, uh, like a lot of the stuff came from one place and it's called Thunderbird Salvage. It's in um, Fishtown in Philly here. It's this giant old church and it's full of stuff. And oh, some wow. they have a nice, like cool clothes collection and then like uh, tchotchkes and glassware and um all the stuff all the stuff and i found these really cool like this this rabbit i think i want to give away the rabbit that i'm holding like i want to do like a prize like Mm -hmm. a give a prize giveaway on social media or something for the rabbit and then this like really weird it's i think it's from maybe the 40s or something this like duck toy that like it's a wind-up thing and it's just like goes by itself but it's all tin i was like this is perfect like I just have that vision of, of what I want it to look like. And then my great aunt's China was on the dining table oh, that so we hot. were all eating around and, and I wanted the food to look gross, but you can't really see the food at all. Cause it's like, <laughs> it's not in the scene. So, right. um, yeah. And yeah, I just thought about all that stuff and I love it. It's so, it's so fun. I, I'm wondering, like you have this album that you put together and, and, we've all just gone through all this shit. And a lot of the, um, a lot of the artists that we talk to have expressed, I don't know what the word is. Uh, there's a big difference now when you hit the road as, as opposed to before it's harder. Yeah. It's a lot harder. Have you guys experienced that too? Yeah. A hundred percent. It's so much harder. Um, everything is so much more expensive. Um, Obviously, starting from gas to, you know, staying in hotels and then um, like eating out. We have to eat out every day. Like, yeah, you have there's no, no choice. going around. 
like feeding yourself unless we like go to a grocery store and just get like sort of non-perishable stuff we steal all the stuff from the like that we have on our rider we get like a lot of like bananas and uh like seltzers and stuff to, for the long drives healthier snacks we don't we're, we're a pretty healthy band we're kind of uh taylor was saying he's like this is one of the healthiest bands i've ever been in man like this this like right the way on. We eat, this is like kings like and we get like enough sleep well enough sleep <laughs> being like as as much as we can um and it's like a pretty comfy way that we tour but we are still doing it on quite a budget and like uh having to come back to a world where people aren't um, you know, flush with cash either. Mm. That's tough. Uh, like trying to sell merch. And I like, I, I'm also, I also do the merch. Like I come up with the ideas for what I want to be on the merch. Cause I had like a specific, I want everything to like be coordinated, you right. know? Yeah. So I bring the ideas to a designer and I like the person at our management, like goes back and forth with the designer to me to like confirm ideas and want our merch to be great so people want to wear it yeah like i want it to be like your favorite shirt or whatever because one it's comfortable and two the design actually looks cool and isn't like um is it just isn't ugly um yeah or just like, like slapped together like here's our name on a shirt <laughs> yeah like i think about that and we we had we made bandanas for this run where it's like, okay, that can be like the unisex item where like it's a sweat rag or like something you tie on your purse. Um, but it's like, there's a moon on it. And that's like, in tying in faces of the moon, I sort of like envisioned like uh, Gucci scarves, but like, we don't have that budget for a silk scarf, <laughs> <laughs> but I like wanted it to be like, there to be a lot go sort of a lot going on and then tote bags because everybody uses tote bags every day to go to the freaking grocery store so it's like True. well if you're going to use a tote bag it better have ghost light on it why not yeah, um right on. and then this this one cool thing that uh we just started doing for this past tour was um i came up with this idea well i like stole this idea from a uk artist a small uk artist i've been following for a long time they're like stamp cards so if you come to six ghost light shows and we stamp we stamp the circle at the table it has like our our band logo on it, it says like ghost light live loyalty card right okay. on the six shows you'll get a free t-shirt and you'd like write in the date of the show that you went to it you can fold it up and put it in your wallet That's and awesome. i just yeah no one else does it and uh i'm really proud of like sort of stealing that idea because <laughs> i was like oh this is perfect for our scene because like um people come to many shows yes. they do and they just have to remember to leave that thing in their wallet and then bring it and we'll stamp it at the table so we have a ton of those hopefully we get rid of them with enough people coming to shows uh in december on the west coast we, i think we got like a thousand and i'm like oh god we gotta get rid of these <laughs> but, well, they, thank you for that thank you for showing the pacific northwest some love yeah. Yeah. on this yeah. next leg of the tour yeah. i mean you're hitting so everything this is it's gonna be yeah. great yeah we really get yeah. left out a lot you know um for a lot of different bands and We've got a scene out here that is thirsty and wanting for this kind of music that we all love so much. And the fact that we, oh, clearly you're across the country, we know it's not easy. We know it's not cheap, but you're doing it. And thank God we're like, I mean, I know it's not for us, but we're so grateful that you think that we, they're, you're mindful of that, you know, and 
another th- I just feel like you're very mindful about a lot of things and it's not just the music that's attractive in the band it's it's the work ethic and yeah. and how the the relationships and sometimes and this is not I'm not saying this that this is it but like sometimes the music is secondary because we love the people right you know oh, so like totally. what you yeah, put totally. out is dope because we know that how they work together is well, great yeah, we're Raina fans yeah we're exactly fans. <laughs> we're Holly fans. Yeah, yeah no yeah. seriously like we've had like dope people making dope stuff Fuck yes. yeah I want to see that yeah. and, well, and and if you had that silk scarf I would definitely would buy at least it. two of them one for me one for my daughter it be, would be on right yeah, <laughs> yeah we love the merch another table. one for, for the dog that's right Darwin needs one too <laughs> well, we get it oh, too Darwin. like who what never thought about it. I forgot how long it was ago. We kind of like, it makes sense. Like touring on the West coast is a lot more expensive and tougher for bands. The cities are farther yeah. apart. Yeah. Like tour mm-hmm. in the East coast. I mean, you can do boom, 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 boom. You can hit so many venues out here. Like, I mean, you're doing Seattle. Then to, I mean, it's a long drive between towns. Yeah. So thank yeah. you for and fitting we, it in and <laughs> bringing I mean, it to us. I absolutely adore going to the West coast. Like, uh, because I'm, I mean, I'm not from there. I don't live there. I don't get to see it very often. And I only get to see it when we're on tour. So it has like this aura of um, adventure yeah. and uh, spontaneity that I'm like, oh, the world is your oyster. Like all of this is such a different landscape to be present in. And it's also like, I mean, being on the road is really inspiring for uh, songwriting. Like, mm. um just collecting stories and then uh, remembering how you felt in those places and then being able to like play songs in those places. And it changed, it changes sort of how, how you are as a person, but um, we love playing the West coast. It's a little bit easier for Holly and she gets to like bring her family out, which is great. And they travel in their, their sprinter that she did like the wilderness sessions in and stuff. Um, And it's great to have her kid on the road. It's yeah. so fun. Um, so like, it's a bit easier for the West coast for them. So we get to see them a little bit more. Um, but uh, <laughs> there's a funny thing. There's a hotel in Bellingham. I believe it's like a, a, a holiday inn, and we're like, it is the best hotel in the country. What? <laughs> it's just, it's just like a Bellingham holiday inn, and it has like a beautiful hot tub, a sauna, like a, a coal or uh, the the rock the, the dry heat sauna yes um, like the far infrared uh, sauna yeah and okay. uh like a salt water pool or something and we we started a tour there before covid and we were there for like two or three days because we were rehearsing also um and we were like, we have got to make it a point to come back here and stay here at the oh, same hotel because it's so dope. So you keep track of those things. That's so fun. Um, it's so fun to like <laughs> have a list. I, uh, <laughs> I, I want to invite you to do, no pressure. I know you guys are busy when you're on the road, but when you guys come to Portland, if you have time during the day, you said that you guys don't get to eat good and stuff like that. <laughs> um, we'd love to cook for you guys, man. If you guys have time in the afternoon. And, uh, that would be so cool. Usually, so usually the way that we, if it's a show day, um, we have to be there at like three o'clock for load in. And then 
usually the time beforehand we're like sleeping as late as yeah. possible and then doing the rest of the drive so i definitely don't want to get your hopes up but it's so no. lovely of no. you to offer um we offer to everybody and check, yeah yeah we do sound check takes forever so. right i get it yeah we we've kind of made it a point to let this be a little way station for bands that are coming through town and that is so cool yeah because our house is situated like literally 10 minutes from downtown but it feels oh, okay. like when you drive to it, it feels like you're Away. in the middle of a forest. And it's such Ooh. a, and you know, when you're on the road, like you said, sometimes you just, you need a, you need a little bit like not hotel. Oh my God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just like, and so we're just offering it because we love you and we want you to feel comfortable, but literally no pressure. We just and want we, to see. Yeah, we that get is- that. Usually when a band comes stays with it, it's like, like what was the Apollo songs? About, yeah, Apollo songs. They had several days. Yeah, they had a few days, they yeah. a few days between. Oh, so they yeah, were like, the Oh yeah. Like yeah. you mean we don't have to stay in a hotel for a few days. We can cut. Yes. Come stay with us for days. If you yeah, want. It was cool. <laughs> Wait, yeah, That's you're gonna so be doing a fun. lot when you come out here. Um, there it's are so good fun places for them to eat and here. for you guys. It was great <laughs> to hear the band practicing upstairs. Like that was just, and then making dinner with the band and us eating and like Swim was the last band that stayed oh, yeah, with yeah. us. Oh yeah, um, Swim. Yeah, yeah, and but just having them, it's like our. Our our gift to give back. Yeah, like exactly. That's what yeah. we want to do. Like we're knowing that you guys are on the road going crazy we know that you're singing your heart out stretching your voice as far as it can go staying up late eating like you said kind of healthy but mostly like hard food yeah Yeah. so like if if we can like offer like a respite in any point of that tour that's what we want to do that's that's what we're about you know because Thank we you. love to do this and promote you guys, but yeah, man, if you're in our town, we want to do what we can. Plus, we get to yeah, hang yeah, out I mean, more. It, <laughs> yeah, I would love to hang out. Um, yeah, I will. I will send you a message if if it so happens that we have extra time. You got that's, it. I mean, it sounds super fun. You got it. Um, um you guys are yeah. playing here on the 10th. December tenth, right? Rap Hall. That's day two of tour. I oh believe. wow! Okay. And the day before is I think Seattle. We start on the ninth. I think, yeah, we start in Seattle. Yep. How did the first um, East Coast start? How did the, how was the tour that, for that? We started in St. Paul and it was like a three week run. Um, so it was really great. Actually, we got to sort of experience fall for like the entire month. Like St. Paul was peak leaves. Oh, like wow. Peak, peak, peak leaves wow. peaking. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I love that. Um, and we got to sort of be in all of the most beautiful places while fall is fully fall. Um, but it felt so good because we did a tour in spring, but it, it felt so good to play the East Coast again. I, I was not disappointed, but a little bummed that more people didn't know that we were playing. Mm. Um, but also what's tough about touring right now, if we like go back to that topic is that like everybody's playing. Mm. So like you're going to have a competing person in your market yes. in your genre, even in, in this playing in the same city. So like, that's also what's tough. Yeah. Um, yeah we're running into that. It's like, <laughs> Are you going to go see King Gizzard or are you going to go see Ghostlight? You know, yeah. there's like sort of some crossover there where it's it's tough. Um, 
but t- I totally get it. Everyone's like trying to get it back out there. So dope for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're back yeah. to that. Yeah, it's, it's like, that's a great problem season. to have again is having so many yeah. shows you have to pick and choose. Cause we didn't mm-hmm. have that Mm-mm. for a while. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. It's a blessing Gratitude for sure. For uh, but being back in the van again for three weeks and, and hanging out with our road crew, our tour manager, Curtis and our sound guy, Sean, they are a hoot to be around. And it's just, it's that familial summer camp feeling that like sort of extends uh, into road life. And then you, you you meet the end of the tour and you're like, I gotta go home and sleep. (laughs) I need to be alone. Like I come home and I like, don't have the energy to do anything. I don't even have the energy to like be around my boyfriend. I just like want to be alone because it's really stimulating for me. At least it's really stimulating to be around that many people constantly. Right. Um, so that recharge is really important. And then we're going to go back out in December. Everyone's going to be ready to, oh. ready to hit it. Well, I like you did that smart when we were looking at the tour, like you did October, you got no, November off and then December. I mean, like, like giving mm-hmm. yourself a break yeah, that's smart stay healthy i mean our booking agent knows what's up yeah, yeah. <laughs> reina i just want i want to ask for any like young musician starting out or maybe even possibly your younger self what advice would you give them They're a beginning advice learn songs that you love uh to play like if you're learning to play an instrument learn the songs that you love to listen to mm-hmm. um because it will shape your songwriting it will keep you inspired because you already love what you're listening to anyways um learn as many songs by the beatles as you can (laughs) probably um okay like i don't i don't have a lot in my bank but their their work is like educational you know it's like it changed music history so that's why i think it's important to like understand the song structure of what they do um and some of it's some of it's simple but like the songwriting means more than you think it does at, like if you're like a young listener right. um and then if i was telling myself my young self advice it would be uh believe in yourself a little bit more because uh, <laughs> yeah. you can do you you can do it even though it's hard and like, you are going to do it <laughs> yeah like that's that's what i think um is probably the hardest part uh is is the self-belief and the the idea that it's possible because these dreams that musicians have i mean that creatives have whatever like whatever you you might be a uh like a pottery person like oh you want to start your own business whatever these those are lofty ideas and big dreams and scary things to start your own business and this is a business like our band is a business you know so it's you have to go in sort of fearless or knowing that you could fail um and that it's going to be okay uh if it does fail if it doesn't work out like if for some reason like we need to do other projects it's going to shake out somehow like it has to because if that if whoever's in the band like whoever it might be in the band or like me you have to love music so much that it's not about money it's about music like and that's another thing i love going back to that 1975 interview that i i just watched uh i watch a lot of like the zane lowe interviews he does on apple music and just because like he does he's a great interviewer um 
and the musicians talk about more things that they wouldn't normally. Um, but it's like, it has to be about the love of art, not for money, because to, to make money in this industry, obviously you don't make anything streaming music right? and you, you mostly come out maybe net zero if you go on tour, you know, uh, unless you're a really a good, a, like a, a more popular band and you have higher offers from venues, like it's hard to make money. Yeah. Um, but you do it cause you love it. And that's, that's what I think. Like if you don't love music enough and you're more about making a hit song. It's not going to be a long haul thing for you. Like, yeah, that's what I think. I don't know. That's okay. my opinion. No, that, no, it's amazing <laughs> advice. I think I, in, that's that says a lot. I I think that ninety nine percent of the people we've ever talked to would say the same thing. Yeah, we've know? heard right, many exactly. people. It's like I didn't become a musician to be rich. You know, that's no. <clears throat> that's very rare, and that's usually yeah. one hit wonders or pop. They last a little bit. They have a little. <laughs> I hope you squirreled mm-hmm, some money away. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, don't don't spend it all on a nice car. No, <laughs> yeah, don't go buy that Lamborghini with your, you know, money you made. Yeah, so yeah, I, I can't wait to see you guys. Yeah, I can't I'm wait. So looking I can't forward wait to, to see you guys. Yeah. Yay, so yeah. we'll be there. Again. You'll know it. We'll be screaming for you, Reina. Um, <laughs> oh, that would be so great. I, yeah. I really can't wait. I, I just love, I love playing with my band particularly because we, I mean, you never get the same show twice and we don't know what's going to happen either. So yeah. we're going, we're flying in basically blind let's do it but, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm excited we're Let's, here for I, it man. i just can't wait and I, I i'm glad that people are like really enjoying the album and it's at, at some of the east coast shows you know it's really cool to see people singing along Aww. you know it's, yeah it's pretty Your wild lyrics. And that, as a, yeah as a songwriter <laughs> that's that's big that's and, big and not- for the people that are listening if you don't follow them, follow them on, on socials. Cause they do cool shit. Yes. I love the stuff you do when you're on the road and outside the hotels and just all of it. Oh it's yeah. So but cool. like I did t- the like daily vlog yeah. for a while. It was a little harder on this past run cause we weren't all together at the same time sometimes. So it was a little tough, but maybe this next run we'll be able to do, I'll do the day in the lives. And I love, I love doing that. I I'm watch like the a, shit out of those. So yeah. I love yeah. it. Thanks, yeah. Raina. Oh, well, thank I was just saying, well, I, I'm so glad that you were singing more on this album, and and <laughs> like you. everything about it, your your voice is healing. You you have oh. a beautiful voice. The whole album is thank healing. You. Well yeah. done, and yeah, can't wait to see you out here. Thank you so so much. And really you were a dope a Stevie Nicks. Like <gasps> yeah. Yes. Okay. I, I had no costume. I was like, I have this in my closet. Let's put this all on and like as many necklaces as possible. <laughs> Who knows? That was dope. Nailed you it. looked gorgeous. <laughs> and oh, thank you. why not dress for the job you want? <laughs> yeah. Show up. Yeah, exactly. I love that. Right yeah. oh, Raina, it's always a thank pleasure. You. What a sweetheart. I'm so excited to see you now. Again, re-excited. I'm so excited to see you guys. Thank you so much for having me on. Yep. I, I really enjoyed talking with you and it felt like talking to friends. So uh, that's, that's yeah. how you know it's good. Yeah. yeah. Man. And just remember, go, go Eagles. The Phillies, the Phillies, <laughs> oh, they, they gave them a hell of a, they gave them, I mean, they fought them well, you know, but the they Eagles are going to do it. Fight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. Raina. All right, Raina, have a beautiful so night. Thank you. Bye. And there you have it. 
right from Raina's mouth. You know the whole story now. And if you didn't watch the video, you should really have taken our advice at the beginning of this and gone and watched the amazing production that they did. And the really the whole album is fucking spectacular. So you know what, man? All I have to say is if they're coming where you where you live, go see them play, buy the advance tickets, give them some, buy some merch, give them some support, man. These, these folks are pouring it all out there for us. And it's a, it's a beautiful thing to behold. So yeah. Where, where are they going to be next? They're starting off in Bell, uh, Bellingham, Washington on the 8th and then Seattle on the 9th, Portland on the 10th, Eugene on the 11th, a short break to boogie on down Sacramento on the 14th, San Francisco on the 15th, and then ending up in L.A. on the 16th. And the new album, The Healing, is out on all the streaming platforms. And you know what? It can't hurt to to go to their website and see if there's, like, physical copies that you can get. And They do have a dope. They have... they pressed uh three albums you can pick your they have a really pink cool kind of tie-dye-ish one a light blue one and a regular vinyl and shirts everything to back this album yeah you know after talking to a lot of musicians it's really apparent that like they're not making a ton of money on the road and the way that they are like literally putting gas in the van to get to the next show and eat is by people buying merch yeah. and stuff like that. It's a it's a crazy game, man. And she puts a lot of intention. You heard it, you know, through her merch. We talked about the merch and how she really wants merch to be something that people like and that they want to buy. And she has put a lot of thought into it. So buy the merch, buy the well, album, buy the fun. Well, that's... I know that when we go to shows, you're always bummed. About what? Like how they don't have like oh, yeah, the, the right sizes are, or they don't. It's horrendous. Like uh, unless you want to look boxy. <laughs> I mean. Do you have a boxy? Like I, I don't, you know, I don't know. Like there's certain, there's a few t-shirts that I've gotten that I actually, I really like. It's an old shirt, but um, the Bob Weir shirt or is it mm. Phil Lesh and Friends? Phil Lesh and Friends. With a bird. Mm-hmm. That one was the only one that I feel like I love wearing and it's cute. It's not amazing, but it's how it fits and it's also adorable. So, but yeah, like most of the shirts are just... Gildan Square. Yeah. But yeah. Look, like she was talking about a cool little handkerchief, a little scarf, a little something fun. They, I was just looking at their merch. They have a tweed hat, like something different. And <laughs> that, oh, you don't see that. At no, much, that's merch dope. Tables. No. Yeah, so Let that's, me get the tweed hat and yeah. the scarf. And I would I have bought one. the tweed hat. The tweed hat sold out <laughs> on their <laughs> website. <laughs> well, maybe, so there. maybe you can get it when we go to the show. Yep. Um, so everybody remember, we will be back on Monday with the no simple road weekly rewind with the three of us hanging out talking about i don't know what you know what i'm going to be full disclosure behind the curtain of no simple road we don't know what we're going to talk about until we sit down and i hit record like quite literally that is what happens yeah we toss ideas about and then it starts yeah (laughs) i don't even know if we've really like we don't really toss out no only time we've tossed ideas about is for those smart wool that's true yeah yeah yeah. all the other ones we've just kind of just sat down in here and gone for it seen what actually comes out of the three of us sitting here talking so (laughs) if you're into that come hang out with us on mondays we'll have a new one for you this this monday and we're uh 
having a little celebration this weekend. So who knows how weird well, that's going to be. And again, with that, we've encouraged you to before to throw questions at us, ideas at us. If you want to be part of what we do on Mondays, throw something at us. <laughs> well, don't throw it at us. <laughs> Send it. Yeah. I'm 51. My reflexes are getting slower. So if you throw it at us, I might get hit and uh, not catch it. I'm a good catcher. And if Aaron gets it. maimed or something, we're not going to be able to put any shows right. out. So Throw it at me. I'm a good catcher. If I miss, you can maim me. I can still sit here and talk. Don't worry about it. So no. anyway, my point was we'll be back on Monday with more stuff and things. Remember, everybody, smile at a stranger. Safety third. Hydrate. Put lotion on because it's, you know what? Get in the shower, it's all hot and steamy, then you go outside and it's cold and dry or cold and damp, and your skin's getting all ashy and cracky. You don't want to look like that, so do that. So get some lotion. We love you guys. Brought to you by Cocoa Butter. (laughs) See you next week. tell you about the april may 2023 issue of relics magazine features a dave matthews band cover story with additional articles and interviews with the national graham nash wayne shorter alo ivan neville our friend eric krasno and stanton moore marty stewart and much more check out the latest version of relics and subscribe now at relics.com dmb thanks relics What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty, host of the Punk Rock NBA podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. My podcast is all about doing what you love for a living, and every week I sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that. For example, musicians like Tommy from Between the Buried Me, Matt from Periphery, Lil Lotus and Shinigami, among many others, photographers, artists, designers, YouTubers like Glenn Fricker and Sarah Dietschy, and I unpack exactly how they got to where they are today with the goal of helping you do the same so if that sounds cool you can listen and subscribe at soundtalentmedia.com and i'll see you there